0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We
1: return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.
0: Uh, Let's go to a quick text at 4.33 in Edmonton. Mick has been kind enough to grace us with his presence. He is from Calgary. Bob, I know you're an Oilers homer and told the company line, but if you honestly think a late first, a prospect, Borgo, who everyone's got figured out, including you, isn't going to be a top-six winger or maybe a player at all, and a third-pairing D-man with no upside in Kulak so you can bring Broberg up is getting you Elias Lindholm, then you're in fantasy land. Or maybe trying to lower his value through maybe Maybe you, maybe you can't see this through your orange Oilers colored glasses. Anyway, he's too funny, but don't worry. I don't take you too serious for Mick. Well, Mick, thank you for taking time to craft uh, the text. What I would say to you is that the Flames are in a situation where uh, with every day, Elias Lindholm's value depreciates, okay? And I'll tell you why. Because he is term running out. If he had a couple extra years, you'd probably get two number ones. Instead, you're going to get a number one in prospect. Think of what the Florida Panthers ended up getting for Giroux, who is a pretty good player who had a decent reputation. I would say that Elias Lindholm's a heck of a player. The Flames will end up getting a number one and a prospect plus for him. That is my prediction. So that's why we discussed it. But thank you for taking time. Uh, and evidently, I took your text more serious than you take me. So there you go. But thanks. Uh, you can always text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three, Calgary. Interesting. What's uh, they're going to be in a tough spot, and I think they've they've got to make. To me, if I was if I was in Craig Conroy's shoes, I'd trade Lindholm, and I would trade. Uh, Noah Hannafin and I would end up trade, and I'd trade Tanev. Tanev's in the last year of his deal. He's an older player. Hannafin, you'd like to extend. Flames have got a lot of money tied up. Uh, it does not work yet for Jonathan Huberto. I mean, the Oilers were on a different stratosphere than Calgary in the first period the other night. The Flames were very lucky not to be down four or five I'm serious. The Oilers could have easily scored. Let's say two or three nothing. Should have been two or three nothing. Again, you can text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We will tell you that guests and Oilers now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night in the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Tell Brendan, Chris, and Chef Eltaf that Oilers now sent you. Roos Chris is open up on Oilers game days for midweek games at 4, but uh, normally open 5 until close Tuesday through Sunday. It is time at 436 in Edmonton for a weekly visit with Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBruss brought to you by... GCL Diesel. Providing service, genuine diesel parts, and turbocharges at great prices for over 50 years. Visit gcldiesel.com. Here's Louie. Louie, 14-game winning streak for the Edmonton Oilers as they get ready to take on the Chicago
1: Blackhawks. Coaching would be a really good job if you never lost. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? It's a pretty good feeling around the room right now, but you know how coaches are Bob, and uh, everyone is the same. Even though you've won 14 in a row, there's always something you can tweak. There's always an area you can get better, and I think that has to be that way because you have to keep everybody in check and everybody accountable because you can drift away when things are going really well. And, you know, for Chris Knobloch, he's no different than any other coach, along with Paul Coffey jumping on board here. They've talked about it. Sometimes when things are going great, it's the hardest time to kind of get guys to change things and do different things because they're playing so well. When things are not going well, it's easy to say, hey, we need to adjust this, we need to change this, but it's a lot different story when you've won 14 in a row. I give a lot of credit to the players. I think they've really communicated well with the coaches, the coaches have communicated well with them, and let's face it, they've come out and found ways to win in a lot of different ways throughout this 14-game win streak, and all you can do is really tip your cat and say, keep it going. So Paul Coffey
0: comes in as defensive coach to work with a first-time NHL head coach. Paul's never been behind a, a yeah. bench either. And it's worked. Yeah. What do you think Paul, I mean, you know
1: Paul a little. What do you think Paul's done? Well, you know, what I think he's done is I think he's injected some confidence into the players. And I think when he first came on board, he's, you know, smart enough to know, and he's been around the game long enough to know that it was a fragile group on the back end. So I think what he did is he came in, and he's been this way throughout his career. It's it's why he was such a good teammate and why he played in different teams. And he played in a lot of teams and he was able to adjust and jump right in. He's a people guy. And he looked and said, instead of buckling down and being harsh on guys and telling them to be more defensive and do less, he actually encouraged them to do more. And I think, from a defensive perspective, when you talk to the guys in the room, it it, kind of opened their eyes and were like, okay, cool, get your feet moving, make a play, do more to help the forwards, and things will work out fine. And as a result, not only offensively, but defensively, they're just playing a much looser game and a freer game, and it shows. They're they're a good group. This is a a D-core that's been together now for a while. They've had their D-pairings pretty much set in stone for a year and a half now almost. And... For me, that, that consistency every single night, you know who you're going to play with, you know exactly what your expectations are and what you're um, trying to achieve in the game with your own personal game, it allows you to go out there and play free, and it shows with the way the defense have played lately. We're joined by Louis DeBras for
0: GCL Diesel. Now, you were telling a little bit of the story. Yeah. like Paul played for uh, Glenn yeah. Sather, <laughs> and you had a memorable yeah. moment with yeah. Glenn Sather, and yeah. I wanted you to maybe relay that
1: to our listeners. Well, you know, Glenn... Glenn you know, had a lot of power when he was the, the coach and general manager of the Edmonton Oilers. When he relieved Ted Green of his duties at that time, he came on the bench for a while with us. And um, I tell a lot of people that I really wish I could have had Glenn for years as a coach because he had just such a calming presence on that bench. It was incredible. It really was. Now, we were a very fragile team. We were a re- rebuilding organization. We had lost a lot of great players, but at the same time he came onto the bench and he just kind of had a way of being able to push buttons at the right time. I said earlier that Paul Coffey reminds me of a little bit. And I'm sure, I don't know if Coffey will like that or not, but what I mean by that is he has a way of understanding how to say something to a player and say, hey, like instead of beating a guy down at a certain time, he'll build him up. He'll say, hey, get out there and play better. Go out there and make that pass. We were in Dallas one night at the old reunion arena there and we were down by a couple goals and he kind of bumped me in the back and was like, your line's up, and I kind of jumped up on the bench and turned around, looked at him, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go out there and try and stir something up and get in a fight. And he put his hand on my shoulder, he goes, hey, I know what you're thinking. I'm not sending you out to fight. Go out there and score a goal. And I kind of looked back at him like, Hey, you know me, you know me as a player, you're the one that brought me over here. Are you serious? Like, uh, okay, maybe the old guy's lost a little bit here, but I went out there and ended up scoring a goal. I I, I swear, I I scored a goal, went down the left-hand side, buried the goal, came to the bench, and and and, and typical slats, he put his arms up and was like, see, I told you. But it it was funny because not only did not know what I was expecting, or what I was thinking he was expecting from me, He caught it, he turned it into a positive, and uh, it was just one of those moments where I'm like, this guy just gets people on the bench. He understands people very well, which I think was his strongest asset as a general manager and coach, Uh, and I, I mean, for me, it's communication, being able to push the right buttons at the right time. And I and listen, when Paul Coffey came on board, I think there was a lot of conversation about, hey, he hasn't coached before in the pro level. You know, how's he going to be with a defense core that's a little bit fragile? But I think it's safe to say he stepped on board, and if anything, he's he's lightened the load a little bit. He's got a great sense of humor. He's not afraid to chirp on the bench a little bit, and uh, he seems to know when to push buttons, and the defense core has really responded. All right, Louis, uh, based on morning skate today, looks like the orders are going to start tonight's yeah. game.
0: The way they finished, they're holding up Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid, Zach Hyman. I think the line of Nugent Hopkins, McDavid, and Hyman over the previous four games have gone a little stale offensively, five on five. Your thoughts on uh, on on two lines, and we'll start with McDavid with Dreisettle and Hyman, but also the line of Holloway with
1: McLeod and Brown. Well, you know, going into that game two nights ago... Um, Sorry, that top line for Evans, and I had said it on the air, had been together for 24 of the previous 26 games they'd started the game together. So that's a great stretch. It's an amazing stretch to be able to keep a top line together because that's how productive and how well they were playing. But I agree with you. I think, you know, sometimes as a coach you have to shake things up and try and find a little different chemistry. In a game like that where it was a tight, hard-fought game and you kind of didn't know which way it was going to go, it's a 1-1 game going into the third period. He had started to switch some stuff up late in the second period, and he carried carried it over into the third period, and it worked. There was a great response by the team once again. Um, They outshoot a team, I believe it was 13-5 13-5 or 11, whatever the shots were. There was five shots against in the third period in a 1-1 game, which this team has been so great at. But what it does allow you to do sometimes is, is tweak the lineup, change some things around. He hasn't had Dylan Holloway here, right? right? So he's played Dylan Holloway at center. He threw him on the left-hand side. Um, that line combination scored a big goal with uh, Ryan McLeod and, and, and Connor Brown. I think they really started to gel together. Three guys that kind of work off the puck pretty, pretty good together. And then the second line, as you mentioned, Evander Kane with Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and Warren Fogle, who continues to impress in that top six role and continues to produce, um, is a guy that gets in there and makes things happen, and we haven't seen a lot of the settlement mcdavid combination under the Knobloch era, so I think it was time, I think it was time both for Leon and Connor to kind of have that chemistry back together again, because there's no question you're going to need that down the stretch and in the playoffs, you're going to have to use that at times, so Maybe give it a little bit of a, of a rehearsal here for the later on. I'm sure he'll go back to some certain lines, but it's never a bad idea to experiment, especially when things are going really well for the team. All right. Well, obviously, the things are going really well for the team. They've won 14 consecutive
0: games tonight. They get the Chicago Blackhawks, who, by my count, probably have five of their top six forwards out of lineup. No Connor Bedard, no Taylor Hall. Uh, you know, Athanasiu had 20 last year for them. He hasn't been available for a while tyler johnson was having a, a decent campaign he's not playing and then they picked up anthony bovillier so they got a lot of money out of the lineup i mean six million for hall five million for johnson uh cup you know you take a look at out to he's in the fours uh so too is bovillier not to mention Connor Bedard, who's their best young offensive player. And then on defense, a couple veterans, including Connor Murphy, who's been a steady influence on that team, and Nikita Zaitsev. So they got a lot of money out. They're playing the second of a back-to-back. They were in Seattle last night. Now, it was interesting. They started Soderblom last night, mm-hmm. and they're starting Morazek, who just signed the two-year contract extension. Uh, tonight. uh, You know Luke
1: Richardson well. That team's played well at home, but they've lost 16 straight games on the road. It's a team that is in in a transition, no question about it, and they have a ton of experience out of the lineup, too. Not just money, but experience, and that's you know, the biggest thing I think they've been missing, they did get Nick Foligno back. He scored a nice goal last night in Seattle. Um, so he's another guy that will be injected into the lineup and, and give him a little bit of that veteran presence. But this is a team that's going to work hard. I know Luke Richardson, the way he played his career, he had a long career in the National Hockey League. He was ready to play each and every night. He's going to expect his team to do the same. And when you look back on January 9th, that game in Chicago, was a 2-1 win for Edmonton. Leon Dreisaitl scored, and then McDavid scored the highlight real goal after going off a Chicago player into the end zone on, not offside. They had to play that way and score those types of goals to beat this Chicago team. It was one of the fewest shots that this team, Edmonton, has had in a game in a long time. Four. So they'll be ready for this. I I expect a team that's going to come in here tonight and understand, yes, Chicago is depleted. Yes, they're a little bit younger. They've got a young back end as well. But at the same time, they're a team that's going to work hard. They have a good structure. They're not going to just give you the game. You're going to have to go out there and take it, that's what Edmonton's going to have to do. Louie, great stuff. Thanks for your time. Thanks, bud.
0: There you go. That's Louie DeBrusque in conversation with me at Morning Skate today. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, and uh, Kellen Kennedy. Reed Wilkins is coming up with the uh, face-off show today at 535. Cam Moon's going to have the call of tonight's game uh, with me and Rob Brown and Reed, uh, Louie DeBrusque and Jack Michaels and Gene Principe. NHL hockey on Rogers. I will join John Shannon uh, during the intermissions for tonight's game. You can join us and New West Travel on an expensive... An expensive, an expansive, exclusive road trip to Dallas (laughs) this April to watch the winners play the stars. This New West travel package includes airfare, four nights, deluxe hotel, great game ticket, a reception with yours truly. Uh, Complete your trip with the optional AT&T Stadium Tour and the National League Baseball game. By the way, this trip is already starting to sell pretty good here. Everything's bigger in Texas, including this road trip. Call New West travel today or visit them at newesttravel.com. when we come back we're going to play a clip from sam gagne because he was on another lengthy winning streak as a member of the columbus blue jackets we'll get to that and Oilers now trivia from pro-am sports and the next uh, six or seven minute block here on Oilers now
1: is Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Jed. Yeah, I mean, I think anytime there's a streak like this, there's always comparisons. Um, but, you know, I, I look at, uh, you know, we got great goaltending throughout that entire streak in Columbus. We're getting it here. Um, your depth needs to contribute, special teams, top guys. Uh, I think you need contributions all throughout your lineup, and we're getting that. Um, you know, I think we're in a position... You know, where we had a tough start, and um, we need every game we can get. So um, we're not focused too much on the streak and just focusing on, you know, putting, putting wins together a game at a time. Um, so, you know, I, I, it's, it's been a lot of fun, but, um, you know, we still have a lot of work to do.
0: That's Sam Gagne of the Edmonton Oilers who was on a similar type of streak with the Chicago Blackhawks during the 16-17 season. Here's Edmonton Oilers forward Leon Dreisaitl on the streak. You know, we've been
1: playing some good hockey lately. Um, uh, you know, we didn't put ourselves in a great situation early on in the year, so, um,
0: you know, being able to claw back and have have this streak going right now uh, is big for us.
1: We needed that, but, um, yeah, we're just looking to continue that tonight.
0: And uh, settle also had this to say in the Oilers' ability to recover in the third period against Columbus on Tuesday. You know, we probably played the two worst periods uh, uh, in a long time, the last uh, last game, so um, we knew we had to regroup, and, and um, you know, obviously I didn't want the streak to end there, so I had to pull it together for 20 minutes, we knew that we were aware of that, and um, that's also what good teams do sometimes, right? Uh, we didn't have it the first 40 minutes,
1: and then we, we turned it on a bit, and, and, and it ended up winning the game, so... Uh, not not the way we want to start games or play the first forty minutes, but sometimes that's just the
0: way it is. Oilers are gonna load up McDavid with Dry Settle and Hyman to uh, be in this game tonight. Nugent Hopkins will center Kane and Fogle. And uh, I like the looks and I'd like to get your thoughts. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floor Sex Line, 7804960063 Holloway, along with Ryan McLeod and Connor Brown, and I wonder just in the back of my mind if there's a chance that's where Perry uh, may ultimately end up. All right, again, you can text us seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three, and lots of you are, um, lots of you have some interesting perspective. Gary says, Bob, uh, when are you going to give credit to our new head coach and how the team is performing in the last while? Woody often rolled with eleven and seven or twelve and six. Uh, line makeup that meant you were not playing with the same teammates. Whereas our new coach is sticking with four lines alone. Everyone the ability to contribute, hence the secondary scoring. Knobloch is getting comfortable at the NHL level and also knows the strengths of his players, which allows him to move players around on the lineup in the fly, ch- such as the uh, decision in the third period against the Blue Jackets. Well, I'll say this: Jay Woodcroft had a 643 winning percentage as head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. He did a pretty good job. Um, but the team's defense, the ability to transition the puck through the middle of the ice, and the deployment and the penalty kill in particular are two areas that I think are dramatically improved with the new coaching staff. But that's my opinion. I'm going to ask Brendan Escott what he thinks. Brendan, what do you think? Is that, I mean, I don't know if the texter was saying that Christian receive more credit. I do think there's something to be said for continuity. What do you think? I, I totally agree. I, obviously, that listener has not been listening over the last while. I think that uh, Knobloch has received plenty of praise on this show for uh, bench management, for example, as we talked about uh, late in yesterday's show, uh, but really the cool handedness at which he's gone about talking in the media uh, or handling just the day-to-day and that has meant, up to this point, not touching the line combinations, I think it's bulk and volumes. So, yeah, I'm not sure what's going on there. Well, you know, it's kind of like having a show at the same time all the time right like it it helps having a little bit of continuity there brendan so and sometimes when it moves it around it gets a little bit confusing to everybody involved you can text us at 780-496-0063 uh but you know what we got to be flexible in the state you know that's all there is to it you can text us anytime do want to mention to you that guests and orders now receive gift certificates to japanese village Edmonton's favorite place to celebrate your special occasion. Try a Wagyu steak today. All right. How tough should I make it? Should I make it really tough, Brendan? Should I go for the jugular on today's edition of Oilers Now? Ron McLean, by the way, is coming up at 5:05. I think I'm going to do it. Here we go. It is time for Oilers Now trivia, brought to you during the season by ProAm Sports Fan Cave and Fan Gear Specialists for all budgets. All correct answers are entered to win a Mark Messier 11 by 14 autographed and framed Oilers photo. Check out ProAmSports.ca. Or check them out in store 12728 Saint Albert Trail in Evan. It's a tough question. There are currently 44 goaltenders in the National Hockey League that have played more than a thousand minutes this year. Okay, 44 goalies have played over a thousand minutes. Name the goaltender who is currently last in goals saved above expectation in the NHL. 7804960063. What's the name of the goalie that's currently last in goals saved above expectation? 44 goalies over 1000 minutes so this guy is currently uh, dead last. You can text us 7804960063. It's not an easy question. Uh, we got some uh, late-breaking news on the CBC. Wasn't that the, the song back in the day? Um, from the uh, late, great Gore Downey. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, Peter Morazic does start. Uh, they're going to insert Lucas Reichel. He is going to go in tonight for Rem Pitlick. And Isaac Phillips will play for Louis Crevier. So they'll have Kurashev up front with Felino and Radish. Dickinson, who, like Felino, just signed a two-year extension with Blackwell and Anderson. Actually, Blackwell's kind of a little bit of an interesting guy. He might be able to be a guy to move at the deadline. Uh, Reichel, potentially with Intwistle and Donato. Sanford with Kachuk and Reese Johnson. Vlasic and Jones. Korchinski, the seventh overall pick in the 2022 NHL entry draft. And Jacob Megna, who I've always liked. And if the owners theoretically were to need a number seven defenseman as a trade deadline acquisition, I might be intrigued to look at Jacob Megna because he can play both sides. Uh, Megna is with Korchinski. Tenorti expected to play with Isaac Phillips. And Peter Murazik starts in goal for the Chicago Blackhawks. That question again? Name the goaltender 44th out of 44 goalies. With a minus 17.7 goals saved above expectation, according to Hockey Reference, I give you a hint as to which team it is. Uh, that is our orders game day trivia for prom sports. We'll head off to a global news, weather, traffic update with Randy Kilburn. Back with Ron McLean for Century Casino Edmonton.